Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, you know what that means. You hear the Here We Go Steelers theme. It is time for the Steelers Blitz. And that is always Blitz with a Z right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Man, we are excited, excited, excited to be before you today, man. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, one of us decade-long NFL experience, the other one with an amazing head of hair. But it's up to you, obviously, to decide that. But whatever you need to do is make sure that you are listening closely and that you are participating to the fullest of your abilities and since it does feel good to be back in the studio, we do have some normalcy. We also have normalcy as it pertains to the social media shout-outs. So, yes. the best way to hit us up is on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And my good haired companion. Talk to me, man. How we feeling today, man? Beautiful Wednesday mock game week. It starts today. How you, how you vibing out, man? Oh, we're on one, Arthur Motes. Yeah, it's a beautiful day out there in western Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as, is, uh, as one Mr. Rogers might say. Kids said. going back to school today, man. You yeah. Know? I was a little thrown off by that. I was walking the dog this morning, mm-hmm. came around the corner, and there were like 30 people just standing Bro, in the street. And I was like, like, oh, that. yeah, first yes. day of school. First when, when, day of when, school. When that alarm went off at, what, 6.15, I said, oh, Ooh, okay, bless we're back. Bless you. I said, good morning. We're back. Yes, yes. Bless you. But, you know, it, it's a part of that process, a part of life, man. It is a fun, you know, dynamic, man. But, you know, when I was thinking of that, it got me thinking. I was like, man, when you talk about the first mock game week, Dude, it's like the first game of school. It's like the first day of school in a sense, man. When you're coming here on that Wednesday, um, obviously the guys practiced on Monday or came in for meetings on Monday. We're off yesterday. And uh, like I said, today's that first practice. This is when they're going to first get introduced to, you know, the game plan for this week. Now, it won't be anything extensive just because it's the preseason and that's how Coach Tomlin likes to operate. He doesn't like to put a lot of game planning and strategic elements into his preparation for the preseason because he wants to see can you take the simple concepts and execute them at a high level but the thing that man like i said when you talk about this first day for those dudes though man the giving and receiving of information they're going to get a chance to take 
the different concepts that he's going to talk about, however briefly they may be. And then also guys like Kendrick Green in the offensive line. The reason I brought up Kendrick just because he was the most outspoken, you know, about hmm. some of the criticism that yes. he received from Coach Thomas. I just wanted to use him as an example, not any negative, but just as a teaching. Not that you're picking Right, on right, him. just yeah. as a teaching tool right here, though. But, um, you know, guys like him, this is going to give him an opportunity to show that, okay, what I did wrong on, on Saturday, what I was able to get critiqued on on Monday, now I'm able to come out here and ultimately work to correct those issues on Wednesday. And it starts in the meeting room. When Coach Solomon comes there, he's like, hey, you're Kendrick right now, Wes. You're, okay. You, you're All not right. Kendrick, but you're Kendrick, you know? I'm in, my, I'm in my early 20s. Absolutely, man. Uh, Way what? Probably probably. Uh, not too much more to me? To, close to three bills. Yeah, yeah. Close to three All right, bills. All right, a lot more to me, a lot more to me. Okay. Uh, And I'm a Big Ten guy now. All Absolutely, right, sounds man. good. Let's All go right, with All right, we're good, we're good. Okay. So, um, Kendrick, man, Um, obviously I talked to you on Sunday. You had a couple plays out there that weren't so savory, man. One where you were kind of blocking the air. Um. But we talked about the coach when we said, man, it was a lot of technique and detail that needed to be better there, right? Keep your head up. Keep your feet moving. Don't sure. reach. You don't want to be a lunger, right? So, all right, here we are. It's Wednesday. First day of the meetings. Hey, uh, Kendrick, man, so you see this D-tackle right here, man. He loves to do a stutter bull rush. He's a power guy. But um, one of the things that you got to worry about when you're blocking him is keeping your fundamentals right. Now, what were one of the things that we want to, you know, keep out of that block? We don't want to do what with our head. We don't want to do what with our arms. Drop them down. Or lunch. Or lunch. It was close. There we go. Okay. But those are some of the things. So it's like I said lunch on Saturday. Right. Keyword like that hot word. So it's specific words that he's listening for. That he wants to you to see repeat if you're going to repeat that. Because it's the difference between uh. dropping your arms and lunging. But that's when he talks about like that minutia stuff. When he's talking about, hey, man, if I'm saying this, I'm saying it for a reason. And he's also the type that if he's saying it to Kendrick, he's also saying it to James Daniels. He's also saying it to Mason Cole. He's also saying it to Dan Moore. When he talks to one, he's talking to every single person in there. And that is one of the things that I actually respect about Coach Thomas and his manner of delivering some of mm-hmm. these speeches, you know, and the big board and stuff like that. But I know you've discussed that in the past, how like he might he man. might highlight a single person. Mm-hmm. But he's talking to everybody. No, 100%, and, man. you know, you better pay attention because it could be you next. No, it, easily. <laughs> it happens fast in the NFL. I mean, so when you're talking about a Kendrick Green, this is going to give him opportunity to not just show that he had listened to what Coach Tomlin talked about in the meetings, but when they go out there to practice later hmm. today, he's going to get a chance to show that he can correct some of the mistakes that he had on Saturday. And that's not just for Kendrick. That's for each and every player that was out there that has some bad plays and has some good plays. I mean, if you play this game – you're going to have bad plays. Certainly. It's like that, Certainly. you know? And those are the areas where you're like, hey, man, how fast can you correct these issues? What do we say usually, right, when the season starts? You better get new mistakes. Mm-hmm. Get, you find a new issue. You can't find a continue new to be the same thing over and over and over. Yep. Well, this is one of those moments where for Kendrick, we haven't seen him have repeated issues as a guard. We've seen it as a center. But now we're trying to see, okay, is this going to be a reoccurring thing? Because if it is – well, now we're going to be looking at you. We might need to go shopping again. And that's the thing that if you're Kendrick, you don't want it to happen, especially during this time of year where you know in about a week mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of bodies out there. A lot There's of bodies going to be some, uh, it'll be, there'll be a lot, a plethora of options yeah, in yeah. that in that uh, shopping cart. Yeah, you do not want Coach T. It, it, it's going to look like my Amazon cart at about 12 in the morning. I just be sitting there with 30 items in there. And y'all know, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all just like me. 
We just sit there. We're going shopping now. All right? So when you're talking about Kendrick in that capacity, yeah, I think he definitely understands that. And I'm hoping, I mean, based on how he spoke to the mm-hmm. media, he seemed like a guy that understood the message that it hit home for him and that he didn't take it personal. He understood that this is just my coach criticizing my performance in the workplace. And that's the area where he has to improve upon. And as long as he does that, I think everything will be fine for him. But if not, like I said, it's going to get real dicey in about 10 days. <laughs> yeah, and, and man, a, a lot of the offensive line is in that same boat that mm-hmm. you that you just described. And they better have have been, you know, listening to Mike Tomlin this week. Mozi, not just listening to Mike Tomlin. You better, you better do what? You better hear oh, Mike Tomlin okay, as well, okay. too, because you could listen to Coach Any, anybody T. Anybody can listen to Coach T. But you're T. not hearing Coach T. Come on now. Oh, that's throwing <laughs> it back right there. That's that OG. I like that feel. Um, y- you're absolutely – listen, it's I- – I liked kind of how he – not straight up, but but he acknowledged that he knows that their performance on Saturday – was was critiqued and mm-hmm. and you know and, and wasn't very strong. You said it wasn't varsity. Wasn't varsity. Yeah. There you go. Uh the first step of, you know, solving a problem is admitting you have one. And and, and they they admitted they I, had I, I one. You on, missed the 12 step. I hear they, you. They, they, is, is it 12 step? Is it still 12 step? Is it 10? How many how many different references Seven can steps, I drop here step, in this man. little this little Jeez. soliloquy? He uh you know, it, they they know the work that, that lies before them, not only this week, but mm-hmm. going forward. It's And it's not like, too, hey, if they get some things corrected this week, they go out on Sunday, it's much better. Yeah, That doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's a success story either. you you got to continue to grow on that. you got to continue to build. you got to show week it to week, week and, after and that's week. That's the thing, man. Anybody could do it once. It's week to week. But mm-hmm. there has to be, you know, part of progression. And you and I have said, too, progression in sports is not always linear. Yeah. Sometimes you take three steps forward and then a couple steps back, and then you take another few steps forward and then a step back. It's not always a, a straight upward trajectory, but I think we need to see some things this weekend to at least hang our hat on, to at least feel like it's coming together. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be all pro performances across the offensive line, but there need to be some moments. There need to be some indicators where we can say, Oh, okay, see, last week, like you said, he's lunging there, but but now mm-hmm. he's being more patient. Oh, well, see, <clears throat> last week they got fooled by what the defense was doing mm-hmm. here, or last week they just got you know straight up beat too often, and and that didn't happen this week. Whatever it is, I think there there needs to be some positive indicators, you know, by the time that game on Sunday is over. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, and you know, part of this because I do want to give context about the offensive line's performance. Um, in a vacuum, yes, it was very bad. But when you talk a little bit more about the context and why certain parts of the game, they did look a little bit better, it did have to do with the coaching element. Um, I thought the first two series, they um, in terms of Matt Canada, he didn't really do anything to protect his offensive line or help his offensive line. He treated it like when we talk about preseason. You're very vanilla. You want to just see, can your guy win his matchup? There's not a lot so, of game playing. Right, so you're yeah. going to get a damn more isolated on a Josh Allen. You're going to get, you know, an Arden keep isolated on a Kendrick Green in certain elements. Whereas if we're coming into a real regular season game, those aren't the matchups that we're trying to do. And the reason I know that Coach Canada is capable of that is because when Kenny Pickett came in on his two drives, the first thing that he does is roll the pocket to the left and then after that, he brings two tight ends over there to his side. And then after that series ended, because remember, we had the penalties on that drive. They come right back, and now you go tempo. Now, why is tempo important when you're talking about an offensive line that might be a little bit um, outmatched? 
is because it negates that uh, defender's rush. It makes them tired. When you're rushing and it's quick game, you're taught two steps. Man, just put your hands up. But when you're out there and you're hunting that sack, you're not thinking that. So those first two plays, what do you see? Them rushing, rushing, mm-hmm. but they're quick. Boom. Quick dump off, screen, and then you hit Deontay on the slant. Then after that, their response is, oh, man, we got to create another pressure. Let's blitz them. So you blitz, fire move, runs right there. Co- quarterback play one-on-one. You throw to where the blitz is coming from. That guy was coming up the middle. Boom, that's where you hit the power, the fire move path or uh, fire move pass. And then after that, they kept tempo, kept cadence. So now when you're in the red zone and they throw that touchdown pass to Deontay and that rush, you're like, bro, this O line is blocking the heck out of them. <laughs> right. No, it's not they're blocking the heck. It's like that D line is tired mm-hmm. because now you're four plays in and you're looking to get subbed out. But because it's tempo, you, you can't. can't sub. Mm-hmm. That benefits your offensive line. Those are some of the things when we talk about a year ago, we would say, man, seven looks good when he goes tempo. Because it protects your offensive line. But at the same time, the reason why we say it's hard to do that for an extended period of time, more than just one to two series, is because the execution has to be crisp. The communication has to be crisp. And those are some of the things where if it is not that, it can set you back more than it can help you. But those type of change-ups are beneficial. Mitch didn't get that opportunity. Mason didn't get those opportunities. We literally saw for a series Mm -hmm. in three plays. But if this was a regular season game, you would see more of that. You would see more Zach Gentry and Pat Fry move in the C area next to Dan Moore, chipping. whether they're directly on him, yeah. chipping, whether they're in that gray area where it's a little bit of space between where that D, that outside linebacker might line up there, but his rush is going to be altered because the tackle mm-hmm. is too close. Mm-hmm. Or he's lining up outside those two tight ends or that one tight end, and now the space is too far. So either way, it's benefiting your offensive line. Those are things that Matt Canada is more than capable of, and he showed it at times in the game. But because it's the preseason, they weren't going to take that approach for four quarters. So even though we do feel uh, uh, like an unease about this offensive line because of how they looked, at the same time, I still feel a little bit of optimism because I'm saying to myself, they're not going to have those guys naked like that out They're not going to leave them on an island like it's, that it's like in if September right, in if Cincinnati. If you're playing against yeah. Antonio Brown, if you're playing against a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, you're not going into the game saying, hey, Wes, I love you. I think you're a great player. Go out here and single coverage this guy. No, because that's not going to give you the best chance to be productive. You're going to say, man, we're going to slide our coverage over there to you. We're going to have safety help. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a good player, I don't care. We're going to protect you. Mm-hmm. And in the preseason, that's the difference. In the preseason, in Pittsburgh specifically, now I've been other places where you do do that, and you look great in the preseason. Sure. But then when the regular season happens and everybody's game planning you back, it's like, oh, okay. Right. So with that being the case, I do feel like when we start to game plan some of those things and take more of a strategic approach to protect an offensive line, I think it would be a lot better then. And that makes a ton of sense. You know that that that's something. Uh, another thing with with Mike Tomlin that you've talked about in, in terms of the preseason, um, and if you're going to test guys, if you're going to put guys on an island and see how they perform, that's the time to do it. Certainly, um, and yeah, they there there was, you know, there wasn't a ton of. I don't want to say adjusting, but that that might be the right word, honestly. Other than what you mentioned, I think I thought it. other than than a few drives there. Um, and maybe some of that too was just you're willing to to leave Mitch and Mason on an island a little bit more than you are Kenny at this point. You know, you, you don't want to necessarily put put the rookie through that just yet. Well, because I think when you're evaluating those guys, you need to see different things from different players. You needed to see Mitch go through that type of adversity to see if he could really extend plays. And, and we could saw he, he could. Could he yeah. 
you know, whether the storm of the offensive line while still keeping his eyes downfield, the Deontay Johnson pass, the Chase Claypool pass, I thought proved that definitively. Agreed. We talk about Mason Rudolph. Hey, man, can he go through his first and second reads? Can he improvise when things are falling apart? Well, we got a chance to see that from him as well. So I think those two evaluations needed to happen, and they needed to be in that type of fire environment. Hmm. Whereas when you're talking about Kenny Pickett, what were we trying to accomplish in this vein? Can you play situational ball against a little bit better unit along with having better players out there with you as well? Can you handle that stage? Could you come in here in a critical moment right before halftime where at that time we were getting dominated? Everything was going Jacksonville's way at that point. Yeah, so it's like, can you handle that adversity? He showed that he could. I wish I would have saw him a little bit longer. But at the same time, if Coach Tom was specific and intentional about wanting to see him in, in situational ball, and if you think about the correlation during the week, this is the first week we started to see him do what? Get first team reps in the two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. We say Coach Tommy, he's not, he gives you the tea leaves. He's going to give you the answers all, to the it's test. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Did you hear what he said yesterday or, or Monday? I think it was I Monday, it was, right? Yeah. When he said, uh, I, don't, I don't send messages. I don't send messages. No. I just make moves. That's it. It's like... <laughs> When you saw you can, him, you when you saw Kenny, T- when you saw Kenny Pickett getting first team reps, I think it was last Tuesday, and that was the big story. Oh man, what's going on with this? Well, we shouldn't have been surprised when we saw him get the first opportunity of a two minute offense. It was mm-hmm. like, get him in there. Okay, they've been building to this point. Absolutely, yeah. that's the next progression for him. Now, for me, I want to see how they handle him going forward this week, um, because it's our first time for us in Pittsburgh just having the traditional three-game situation, no Hall of Fame games and things like that. So we're going to see. That's a good point by you. Yeah, because we haven't. Because the first year it was supposed to be uh COVID COVID. canceled the preseason. Then we had the Hall of Fame Fame game last year. So for us, we're going to get a chance to see. you with the savvy stat pool there. Every once in a while, I do my homework Did you tweet that that before somebody steals it? I did not. I I, I don't don't want the credit. You know, I just. Careful, those those reporter types out there, they'll jump all over I just be vibing out like that. Don't let, I hope Dale Lawley didn't hear that. You never know. But, you know, that's some of the stuff where it's like, man, when we get done with the practice today, we're going to get a chance to hear from Coach Tomlin and just get an understanding of how is he approaching this third game? Is he approaching this like a pseudo-mock preseason game? Or is this a half-mock, half-fourth preseason game where we're going to do the dress rehearsal and everything throughout the week, but come uh, become Sunday, we're not playing our guys? Like, I don't. that's what we're trying to figure out because we've never seen that before in the past. Like I said, when it was four preseason games, this third one was the mock rehearsal, sure, but then that fourth sure. one, nobody would of significance would really be out it there. It was like guys fighting for their, right, for their absolutely. lives. Yeah, Whereas for their with this lives. third game right here, it's kind of like, okay, is it the first half? It is real. The second half is, you know, gladiator sport. Get it how you live. Like, what, what are we hmm. doing with this? And that's the part where, like I said, I'm just interested to see because whichever way he goes with this, I do think is going to be super intriguing. If it is, okay, he's sitting a guy like Mitch Trubisky. All right, well, who gets that first nod? Is it Kenny Pickett then? Does he finally get a chance to start a preseason game? Because I personally would like to see that. I would too. I would too. But at the same time, if part he, of me, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, part of me thinks too, I would like to see Mitch play a significant amount of snaps I too. Would. Like at least a half as well too. Yeah. It is interesting. Because for both of those players, um, they both have played really well, but the sample sizes have been small in mm-hmm. terms of versus what we need to see and versus who we need to see it against. I mean, as good as Kenny played, it was eight plays. I was going to say, he's played like 30 plays total, how something can like I that, hang, right? 33 how, plays. How can I hang my head on eight plays? I, like Because I know the first week, like I said, he played really well, but at the end of the day, we know the competition mm-hmm. was not 
as legitimate. This week, it and he was. he elevated his teammates no, in those situations. That's what we wanted did. to see. Yeah, but, but you're right. But when you're talking about um, trying to multiply that and then put it on a stage of a NFL regular season game, I don't think people fully understand sure, the different sure. level that we're talking about. And that's the part where, you know, as an alumni, and you hear a lot of, like, older players say the same thing and, like, yeah, it was a dope performance, but you got to grade that on a scale. Mm-hmm. Like, it's context that matters when you're oh, looking yeah. at the players that were out there and the caliber of them. That was college. The game that he just played against Jacksonville, that was more legitimate. Mm-hmm. But the problem was with eight plays. Mm-hmm. And then when you break down the context of what I told you in the sense of, well, they actually were doing things to help him. Eight plays, two-minute drill situation. It's like, man, yeah. what would that look like if he was naked out there like Mitch? Like, if they treated him like how they did Mason in that. Mm-hmm. Like, those uh, are some just, of the questions. You're just a Kenny Pickett hater, Arthur Moses. Oh, man, I love when they Normally, say that. Normally, I'm the one who gets those tweets. Oh, I love when they uh, say that, man. you're just a pit hater, yeah. Arthur Moses. Because think about this, Wes. If I'm not labeled like that at some capacity, that means I am not doing my job. It means you're a shell. Yeah, that, that means I am not doing my <laughs> job, man. Yeah. No, as we, you know what, as we, as we talk this out, there, there's a, a sizable portion of me that is thinking, you know what, yeah, I would like to see at some point this week you know, before Sunday, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin comes out and says, Kenny Pickett's starting on Sunday. And then the, and not that they're going to be, it's preseason still, that they're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, installing a full game plan or anything like that. But ahead of time, Detroit knows that they're going to start with Kenny. Kenny knows that he's going to start the game. I, I, I would like to see that. The other part of me thinks, too, you know, you and I talked about this on Monday. I still want Mitch to get reps with mm-hmm. with the ones because you know maybe one of those situations like what, what happened with Deontay Johnson when he was able to extend that play and there was just the little communication breakdown there you know you get that ironed out and all of a sudden maybe that's a 60 yard touchdown pass early on in the season and instead there but you also you know if you want to do that then all of a sudden okay how long are you keeping all the ones in is yep. it like they're gonna play two quarters of Kenny and two quarters of Mitch and all you're right, just gonna leave all your starters in absolutely. the whole time and that's not gonna work that's yeah. not gonna work we are anticipating if Mike Tomlin is a man of his word, and I know that he is, mm-hmm. that Najee will at least get a couple carries, you know, barring something unforeseen yeah. in practice or something like that. But uh, Mike Tomlin said in his last Latrobe press conference mm-hmm. that um, Najee would get some carries at some point this preseason, and that hasn't happened yet. So who gets the drive or maybe two drives with Najee Harris? Is it Mitch? Is it Kenny? Again, I'd like to see them both get some work with him, no, ideally, I agree, but man. I don't want Najee in the game that long either. Yeah. It's a there's a lot of different ways you can go with this, and it is you know rightfully so as you mentioned, you only got one more preseason game to do it, yeah. And then there's a two week resting period there and too. That's, that's the part for me that throws everything off because typically it's not a two week resting period. Typically it was a like, week. It was like, it was like nine like days. Nine days, and yeah. we talk about how you would play like x amount of games over like a twelve day span. This is a different scenario. This is the uh, the opposite of that. So. Even with that, it's like, man, we've seen some elements where you only play those stars that first series and you get them out. But with that two weeks off, I'm like, man, do you play them for like two series? Do you get them a quarter? I'm accustomed to the guys even having to go through the mechanics of coming out of the half at in the third quarter because that's a different level of mechanic. That's a different exercise mentally. Sure. Physically, how do you prepare for that? But you're – you know, kind of forfeiting all of those things just based on, you know, just the, the structure and the format of this stuff. So, you know, it's just, whew. The more I think of it, I'm just like, man, it's, I'm just ready to hear him speak. Yeah. Like, once he talks today, that'll give us a lot more clarity on it.
that will. And I would think that that he, you know, he has. Mike Tomlin is he's been straightforward with the mm-hmm. quarterback's rotation so far in the preseason. I don't know why that would change suddenly. Um, but I'm very interested to see how that all plays out. And then the guy that, you know, quite often has been the third wheel in these conversations, but I wouldn't say that he deserves it, Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Okay, what what's that mean? Because as much as we can say, you know, I'd like to see Mitch get two quarters with the first team. I'd like to see Kenny start the game and get a, a significant Mason, run. I mean, come on, now. You, you want Mason to get reps too? Certainly. I mean, it's the it's the weirdest thing though. It's like, how, I mean, I, how, I should say a lot of people don't want Mason to get reps, but I think if you're being practical, you want Mason well, to get reps. Because I was gonna say, regardless of how you want to uh, grade those guys this preseason, whether you're talking. It factor, doing it in stadium, game winning drives, handling adversity, um, improvement, you know, consistency, even even the stats. You look at his stats over these two games versus the other two guys over the two games and every single vein. He is dead in that conversation like he is right. And when I say dead, like dead smack in the middle of it, like you cannot talk about either one of them and highlight what they're doing without highlighting him. Oh, man, who stretched the field? Who has the best pass of this preseason? Mason Rudolph, the throw to George Pickens. Oh, he's serious. Okay, game-winning drives. Well, Kenny did his. It was dope. I agree. Mm-hmm. But Nobody, Mason did his right, as well, correct me if and I'm, it was further out. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, because I th- him and Ke- Kenny might be tied. Has Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny has led three touchdown drives in the preseason. It's been three. Because two, yes, right, two uh, in the two first game, and then one, and then, and then one. Mm-hmm. And is Mason at two or is he at three? Because he had the the Pickens, he had the end of the game. Uh, he had Pickens in the first game. He had the end of the game in Jacksonville. So he had another one in I think there. He had a field goal drive in that first game. Okay, yeah, he had a touchdown field goal. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't think he had another uh, scoring drive in this Jags game. So maybe that's part. You know, maybe. I don't, but, maybe but you no, want to no, see Mitch no, Trubisky no, no. So get an opportunity I mean. so, to lead, but, but a, to lead a scoring so like, drive at some point. But once again, when you're talking about the comparisons, right? So when you're making the arguments for Kenny, it's like Mason is right there in that element. Absolutely. Then when you make yeah. your arguments for Mitch, it's like, okay, well, he's right here in this element. Mm-hmm. Well, man, Mitch showed that he could handle adversity. He could elude the rush and keep his eyes downfield. Well, hey, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that Jags game in the second half. But Mason was definitely having to show that he could elude the rush as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, can he elevate his talent around him? Because that was the thing we said about Kenny. He elevates his talent. Well, I thought Mason elevated the guys he had out there as well, man. I think that's fair. You know, so even though Mason is kind of the forgotten person in this conversation, he is, in my eyes, he's done everything that he was supposed to do. It's just certain things that he can't control. And that's what I think ultimately he's going to understand whether he wants to or not. Mm. That's just, you know, how it goes. I've been in some of those rooms. I've been in some of those very similar positions like that. And it's like, man, no matter what you do statistically, no matter what you do in terms of checking this box, oh, this test, that test, that test, is certain things you can't control. And the fact that Kenny Pickett is the 20th overall pick, the fact that Mr. Bisk is the guy they signed this all season, those are two things that you can't control. So even though you're doing what you're supposed to do on the field, you're not complaining. If you're with the second team, third team, first team, you go out there and you produce – Anything that people have knocked you for, you continue to show, hey, man, if you're saying that I can't throw the ball deep, you're living in the past. You're not watching tape. If you're saying that I can't elude the rush, you're living in the past. You're, watch, you're not watching tape. If you're saying that I get rattled and I can't elevate my team, you're living in the past. You're not watching tape. So for Mason, he has to just live with that and understand that, hey, man, it does, it's not a knock on who he is as a player. But certain things at this level yeah. are out of your control. 
And for him, man, it'll work out down the line, whether that's here or elsewhere. But he just has to understand that. I completely agree. And you know what? For Mason Rudolph, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit a few times. We know, like, life isn't fair. Sports aren't fair, right? We could debate that all day. But if he continues to do what he's doing, eventually somebody will come calling. If it's not the Steelers, eventually somebody will come calling because, listen, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks, and I don't mean, you know, QB one franchise. I'm just talking. There are a lot of teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks. Yeah, and Mason Rudolph belongs somewhere on a roster in some role. Yeah, right? I would definitely agree. I ain't that. saying he's going to Canton. I'm not saying he's leading some team to a division title. I'm not saying those things are impossible. Well, it might be impossible for him to go to Canton at this point. I mean, you got to as a quarterback now, you got to really kind of light it up from from the start of your career to the end of your Shit. career. Um, but but something I think will will turn for him if he continues to just be doing what he's been doing, and that's why yeah. he's just got to keep his head down, go to work, control what he can control, and that opportunity, you know, like Mike Tomlin always says, it's it's not if, it's when. No, no question, man, no question. But with that being the case, we are going to go to break because we got to continue this discussion, man, but more importantly on the other side of the ball because we do have some shaking and some moving going on on that defense that we got to talk about. So y'all don't want to touch that dial. It is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer, and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great-looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection, and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.